Ian Trottier here for Discussions of Truth. A little too short here. Come from Oakland. Actually, Too Short uh, is his name. Todd Shaw is uh, born in Los Angeles. However, uh, that is uh, a rap artist I listened to frequently uh, when I was growing up in uh, San Francisco Bay Area. And myself, having been born in Oakland, uh, a generally people consider me a Republican. I, I'm frankly not. I wrote in my own party last time I voted, uh, but I am certainly based on a constitutional republic, which is the uh, format, the way the government is operating today in the United States. I am a constitutional Republican. Therefore, however, let me let me mention to you that there's nothing more liberating, as uh, David Ike alluded to regarding free speech. Uh, there's nothing more liberating than the United States Constitution. And those are key elements of freedom of speech, freedom of press, uh, freedom of religion, right to bear arms. Uh, That's pretty liberal. That's the most liberal thing or document ever created by for any government uh, in the history of mankind. So uh, as uh, the deep state, if you will, not to point fingers at the liberals, but as a deep state weaponizes the use of the English language, uh, that is one element to show that the weaponization of such terms is ridiculous. Now, uh, of course, I don't have authorization to use Todd's music, but let me point this out. You know, I mean, obviously I'm a white white man, and I, growing up listening to uh, this man's music, which, of course, I just mentioned that I did. Uh, you know, back in that day, um, the majority of people looked down upon uh, down upon that, being a white man listening to a black man's music, right? I still still like this music. It's, it's good stuff. It represents everything in America that makes America great. A struggling person, uh, regardless of color, creed, culture, someone that brought himself up, it made the best of himself financially. Okay, I don't know if he what he did illegally versus legally, but he still brought himself up and he contributed to society, making people such as myself, a kid, uh, feel better about it. Uh, uh, being motivated, if you will, to achieve for better things in life. Um, okay, so anyway, that is simply a few comments on Todd Shaw. Again, I typically open up with Metallica, Seek and Destroy, another L.A.-formed band. I just mentioned Todd Shaw is a leader from Los Angeles. However, relocating to the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, and of course, my podcast originates from Miami, Florida. Started in 2016. Uh, but I usually open up with Metallica, Seek and Destroy. Metallica 
I think moved to the San Francisco area, Oakland area, uh, with, um, uh, their bassist that died in, um, died in a bus ride in Europe. It was, I think it was Germany. Uh, and that's when, uh, I think Kirk Hammett, if I got his right, if I got his name right, uh, joined the band. And for some reason, the name of the bassist is, uh, uh, not coming to me, but uh, Megadeth, uh, obviously Dave Mustaine, one of another great band that I grew up listening to as well. So uh, now uh, I'm doing a Monday podcast. If you've listened to me over the years, you know that I usually do uh, Wednesday podcasts and episodes. Um, I did a special recording yesterday with Maureen Steele. Uh, uh, because she is, uh, she's the mother of the trucker's convoy and she's dealing with an issue regarding weaponization of the court system, uh, with her husband. Uh, so I did an issue, I did a episode, a special episode with her yesterday. Uh, and, and look, frankly, folks, if, uh, if you have approached me, um, and you've wanted to do a segment with me, I do apologize. I am super busy at the moment. Um, and, and frankly, uh, I've had to turn people down, so I have to be selective with who I do interviews with. Again, this I'm in my seventh year of Discussions of Truth. Uh, I have formally opened the show with Grateful Dead. Um, usually over the years, I've opened with Metallica, Seek and Destroy, Seek and Destroy Corruption in Government. Uh, I've never gotten official authorization from anybody that I've opened the show with, musician, band, uh, but until... I'm told otherwise. I'll continue using their music. And of course, this is the first time I'm opening up with, uh, with Todd Show. So I want to take a moment here and read for you the recent article uh, written by a former guest of mine on the program. Uh, he's a West Point graduate. Uh, and Joaquin, excuse me, Joaquin Hagopian. Uh, and that's J-O-A-C-H-I-M, Joachim, Hagopian, H-A-G-O-P-I-A-N. Uh, the article was release, released September 12th, so he is uh, obviously not in the country at the moment, because I just received the article moments ago, uh, 2023. The title of the article are, is, are courts overturning Biden regime violating first, second, and potential 14th amendments? Again, simply, I am creating this episode for you to listen to, to go read the article yourself, but at least I want to verbalize the article so that if you don't go and read the article yourself, and you'd rather listen to me read it for you, and that's what I'm doing, as I'm going to read the article because of its Valued and importance. I'm going to read the article to you now. Tony Gosling, of course, another former guest on the show, uh, submits. I'm on their mailing list, so I receive their weekly submissions. Um, and I'm not going to get into Tony's work of the past week, but I am going to get into Joaquim's work just because uh, it is pertinent to the United States and uh, the current state. Now, speaking of Oakland. Uh, yes, I mentioned that I uh, was born in Oakland, that is California, uh, and raised, went to school there for many years. Uh, as a, a very young, 
Uh, I went to two different schools in uh, in, in Oakland, um, but uh, very familiar with that. I actually worked in the city of Oakland at some point in time throughout my life. Uh, the reason I bring these things to your attention is because there's another high-profile, I'm not a high-profile politician, but there is a high-profile politician that was herself born in Oakland, of course, from, uh, about 15 years before me. Uh, but that is the woman sitting in the White House as the vice president. And our politics, of course, are incredibly different. Uh, I approach my work from a historical aspect, uh, something I don't think she does. Um, so, and again, uh, please go to my website, iantrottier.com. That's T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R.com. And look at the articles that I've written over the years because I think you can get the most out of the work that I've done. Uh, and these are free, okay? Uh, I do this to educate people. Uh, the article that I would direct you to initially is uh, uh, um, Communism, a Central Bank uh, Conspiracy. I, I, that is not the direct title of the article because it's not coming to the top of my head. Um, uh, Burton, I think, is the name of the uh, bassist uh, for Metallica that, that wasn't coming to my head. So anyway, so uh, but if you go to Communism, a Central Bank uh, uh, a Conspiracy, the, the title is of, of that nature. That is what I think you can glean the most information from in regards to the research that I've done over the years. Uh, because it really helps you identify where these cultural indifferences are coming from that have seeped into mainstream America. It's why the borders are flooded. Uh, and it's why the United States is in a $30 trillion debt and climbing, regardless of political side. That means regardless of your, whether you identify as a Democrat or Republican, if you do, and are, uh, and are identified with something different, really helps historically, helps you understand why the country is uh, becoming something, people think it's becoming stronger. I, I don't see how people can think that. It's simply becoming weaker. You look at the state of the military, the military is not becoming stronger, folks. And if you don't have a strong military, you are prone to uh, physical, conventional army invasion. So, okay, uh, with that said, let me now get into Joachim's, uh, Joachim's work. And I'm simply going to be reading this for your benefit verbatim. Uh, and he starts the article as is, and I will try not to make commentary. I will simply read this for you to understand and listen to. And uh, the website is uh, thegovernmentrag.com. Again, written by a West Point graduate. And if you're not familiar with West Point, familiarize yourself enough to know that it's not an easy school to get into. Uh, typically, you have to have a letter of recommendation from someone like the governor of your state. Typically, that's the best of my understanding. Uh, but getting into West Point as a Army officer cadet is not an easy thing to do. Uh, and uh, Joaquim is a graduate of West Point. The article begins as this. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Second Amendment to the United States Constitution. Of course, the Second Amendment was completed December 15th of 1791. 
the Constitution ratified in eight, uh, excuse me, 1788, I believe, submitted in 1787. In recent years, we've witnessed rapid erosion of our constitutional rights in an assault on the American people by an overreaching fascist, totalitarian, Marxist government. Imposter and thief, Joe Biden has been trying in vain to repeatedly ban assault weapons, use of lead ammunition on federal lands, and take away citizens' rights to bear arms altogether. Ever since his handler, Obama, and the globalists illegally installed him as the latest puppet order to take down and finish off America. Joe Biden has been a broken record uttering this lie in feeble attempts to justify his anti-gun agenda, colon. The Second Amendment, from the day it was passed, limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy a cannon. Uh, so according to Biden, a cannon is a gun. Uh, a number of even leftist-leaning mainstream media outlets unanimously point out Biden's repeated false statement. Among them, the Washington Post, The Hill, and PolitiFact.com. In April 2021, Washington Times article written by Judge Andrew Napolitano exposing Biden's blatant determination to infringe U.S. citizens' Second Amendment rights, Second Amendment rights stated... The government cannot constitutionally interfere with gun ownership by executive order or even legislation. Tell that to, uh, what's her name, Grisham, uh, the New Mexico governor who's uh, banning or halting uh, the Second Amendment in her state due to a health emergency. I mean, it's insanity what she's, what she's getting right there at the moment. Needs to be impeached immediately. Uh, shipped off to Canada. I mean, she might enjoy uh, Canadian politics better. Okay. It can only do so if the owner of the gun has used it to harm someone else and then only after a fair jury trial. But after each federally staged false flag mass shooting event, Braindead's been introducing more plans to undermine our Second Amendment with the objective gun confiscation. Braindead's meaning Biden. He has received assistance from equally zealous Democrat politicians busily Unsurping our fundamental rights over stepping in states like New, Me New York and now New Mexico. Mm -hmm. So he went into exactly what I was just mentioned. The U.S. Supreme Court decision in June last year threw out unelected New York Governor Kathy Hochul's prohibition on gun carry laws. But a loophole in the Supreme Court ruling prompted New York State government in July 2022 to defiantly pass a law restricting the carry of guns in sensitive places, which could be extended to almost anywhere. Plus, the Albany state government went one step further, proposing yet more gun control, passing legislation that violates citizens' privacy rights, applying for a gun license, requiring all gun applicants to turn over all their social media accounts so officials can verify their character and conduct. This is not a violation of civil rights. Of course it is. On Friday, September 8th, this systematic nationwide assault on our constitutional Second Amendment rights was egregiously, excuse me, let me repronounce that word, egregiously, okay, I don't see that word too often, egregiously escalated by New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham. This is exactly what I just went into. She issued a public emergency health order, end quote. 
suspending the right to bear arms in Albuquerque and surrounding Bernalillo County. The order outlawing both concealed and open carry of firearms on public property will last the next 30 days, but can be renewed. Disobeying her civil order carries a fine of up to $5,000. How is this even possible? Now, I've reached out to the uh, sheriff of the county of Bernalillo, is it? Bern, uh, yeah, Bernalillo. And I've asked him to institute his uh, power as a sheriff. Again, the word sheriff coming from uh, shire, which is a uh, similar structure in England, uh, government structure. Uh, Shire and county are barely synonymous. And so a shire if is the head of that shire uh, or county. So that is what the word sheriff comes from. The sheriff is, the, and that is why the sheriff is an elected official because he is basically the president, if you will, or the governor of that shire. So uh, I've not received a response from uh, the sheriff, but the sheriff, what I'm saying here is the sheriff, just as in mandates on masks and or vaccines, injections, uh, a shire if can overstep the rule of the governor in that regard. This is to the best of my knowledge. The sheriff can say, nope, this is, I'm the president of the Shire, and I will set the precedent on what my citizens will and won't do. And certainly I believe, maybe wrong, but I believe that the sheriff of Bernalillo, because this is a federal amendment, second amendment federal law that this governor is overreaching, the sheriff can say, no, we will uh, obey and enforce the federal Second Amendment. So no, Governor, your rule is, will not be law in my shire or care, uh, shire, uh, county. Again, this is my understanding of the law, and I've written to the sheriff asking them to inst- institute his power as a constitutional uh, administrator. I've not received response. So $5,000 the fine that these people, if they break her health emergency order, uh, would be would be paying uh, or subject to pay. By the following day on Saturday, Grisham's unprecedented gun ban is being legally challenged by a county resident and the National Association of Gun Rights, NRA, based on both the Second Amendment and the 2022 Supreme Court ruling in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. Not only have two lawsuits already been filed to throw the ban out, but law enforcement also opposes the governor's unconstitutional move. Albuquerque Police Chief Harold Medina stated that he will not enforce it. Mm-hmm. There we are. Uh, if you haven't realized, folks, this is what's called a color revolution, to the best of my knowledge. The United States is definitely in a revolution. It's a nonviolent revolution. It's not a conventional revolution as you used equate to what was known as the American Revolution. It's not the type of revolution that this country is in, but it is in a color revolution. Uh, And I was talking today to someone about the Hegelian dialectic. This is by design to basically create an engineered divide in the country. You form a left and right. This has been at play for decades and decades and decades, well over 100 years in this country. Uh, But it's coming 
to fruition because there's a lot at stake, right? Because uh, because people are catching on to uh, the fact that the United States has been uh, blindfolded um, and conned. Uh, so it is clear here now we have local authorities saying, no, you're not going to uh, you're not going to impose your will over my people that are law-abiding, federal, constitutional-abiding, law-abiding citizens. Uh, so that's where you have Bernanillo County Sheriff, who I wrote to, John A. Allen. Uh, again, I've not received response from John, John, who said, it raises too many questions about constitutional rights. And adding, I am wary of placing my deputies in positions that could lead to civil liability conflicts as well as the potential risks posed by prohibiting law-abiding citizens from their constitutional right to self-defense. The temporary ban, Chale Tim Kellergens, I think that might be a typo in the article, the foundation of our constitution which I swore an oath to uphold. I'm not sure what that was. Additionally, both local and county police are joined by Albuquerque Mayor Tim Keller and District Attorney Sam Bergman, also refusing to carry out the governor's legal edict. D.A. Bergman stating, As an officer of the court, I cannot and will not enforce something that is clearly unconstitutional. This office will continue to focus on criminals of any age that use guns in the commission of a crime. Outrage against the New Mexico governor has spread to two GOP legislators. As Republican State Rep. Stephanie Lord tweeted on X, uh, Twitter, Elon, right? Uh, Rep. John Block and I are calling for the impeachment of Governor Grisham. New Mexicans can't stand by as she disregards her oath to uphold our Constitution. Adding, the legislature has a duty to intervene with the government in overstepping boundaries, and Grisham's order and comments disqualify her from continuing her tenure as governor. Representative Lord's colleague, John Block, took note on X, saying, we sponsored the anti-crime bills to fix our state and voted for them in committee, while your left-wing extremist radical allies voted against punishing criminals, leading to civilians and law enforcement being brutally murdered in our streets. Sorry to hear that including in my district. Then you sign an order so unconstitutional, even you said you know criminals won't follow it and that it won't uh, hold up in court. Then you claim your oath and the Constitution are not absolute and can be suspended at your beck and call. You and your acolytes alone have blood on your hands. Resign or be impeached. Disclaims block defending her public health order quote against the backlash governor grisham uttered the following inflammatory statements to major media outlets and keep in mind folks uh you know new mexico of course a border state with mexico and new mexico is a former state of the mexican union uh was became part of the united states along with texas uh, arizona uh, California, uh, and uh, is it Nevada? Do I have that right? Uh, what I'm saying here, or Arizona, uh, these are former republics. So there was about a two-year period where these former 
states of what was known as Mexico or uh, New Spain, which became Mexico, the former states of part of the Mexican Union uh, that left the Mexican Union as a result of, um, well, a few different things. But again, let's concentrate on the Treaty of Guadalupe. But that is why you have a single star on these states' flags. They are these are lone star states. Uh, so these are states that left the corruption in Mexico, uh, seeking uh, alignment with what was the developing United States of America. Uh, so that's what you have in New Mexico, New Mexico being, again, as I mentioned, a, uh, a border state. Uh, and my point here is the borders seemingly wide open under the Biden administration. And so here you have a border state, um, border state being prone, of course, to uh, illegal conduct with illegal immigration, and you're disarming your citizens from protecting themselves. Um, That sends an even louder message, of course, to to the rest of the world and to uh, Mexicans or uh, anyone who's wanting to infiltrate and invade really, the uh, United States. Uh, weakness, again. It's, it's a sign of uh, clear weakness in American politics, but it's now affecting American national security, isn't it? Um, so, Grisham uh, retorted this. I have emergency powers. Okay, so she's getting into uh, these... Um, uh, she's getting into what would equate as a uh, executive, right? The executive power, which executive powers, executive orders are really completely overused and abused in the Oval Office. But here she's you know, using an executive power, which is an executive power. And that's, this is where I want this Berna, uh, Bernalillo sheriff to say, oh, well, well, if you've got an executive power, well, then I have an executive. This is checks and balances, ladies and gentlemen. This is where the Bernalillo, uh, 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 an elected official, a sheriff, maybe the mayor has a similar claim to the city, uh, can say, well, you know, I've got an executive order here to protect my county residents and citizens. Uh, So Gershom says, I have an emergency powers. I have emergency powers. Gun violence is an epidemic. Uh, Therefore, wait, in 20 years in Afghanistan was an epidemic of the military that you're paying taxes to, uh, Grisham, right? I mean, <laughs> the Iraq war was an epidemic of violence. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know what your stance was on either one of those wars, but uh, I just got writ- done written an article today talking about 9-11 and how I never joined the military because I don't believe in a physical aggression. I think it's weak. I'm not saying I don't believe in the Second Amendment and I don't believe in... Um, uh, national defense, because I do. I just never believed in the Bush wars uh, and the Obama war, because Afghanistan is as much as Obama war as it is anyone else's war. Um, but Obama being a deep state puppet now, isn't he? So if you read that article and you read some of my other articles, you'll understand exactly how I dissect the deep state and how I um, uh, and why I don't enforce using a country's military, i.e. Uh, our military as uh, basically um, a a force to achieve the bidding of European banks. 
because that's all Vietnam was. It's what World Wars, the two World Wars have been. Um, that is when these, that is what these non-nonsensical wars have been, uh, have been to bolster the coffers of uh, Viet control of natural resources of uh, European banks uh, that feed into the centralized system, uh, otherwise known as communism, that is now growing in the United States. It's here. It's alive. It's growing. Um, okay, so she's got these emergency powers uh, because violence is an epidemic. And I guess I'm doing what I suggested I wouldn't be doing, which is making comments as I read. I wanted to just kind of read this for you, but it's important that you, obviously, if you were listening to me, it's important that you hear my comments as well. Therefore, it's an emergency. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. Okay, so this is her opinion. It's not what the... Um, her view is an opinion. She just stated it in my view. It's, it's an opinion. Uh, further saying she needs to be removed from her office because she doesn't understand what the law says. Of her. She's not understanding the, the principles of her, of her, of her, of her office. Um, but anyway, um, she goes on to say, oh, excuse me, no, no, no. Uh, uh, Hagopian uh, continues to write. Then when asked if she expected criminals to follow her order, Grisham replied, uh, no which is an admission her edict will carry zero deterrence to curb recent child murders in New Mexico that allegedly prompted her to take the law into her own constitutional hands. Sounds a little uh, like an oxymoron to me, what what she's saying, but uh, does she sound like a moron? Completely. Meanwhile, outspoken attorney, professor, and legal scholar Jonathan Turley weighed in on this, quote, public health emergency, end quote, agenda, Increasingly used to determine the undermine the U.S. Constitution, writing on his website the following: "The order, in my view, is flagrantly unconstitutional under existing Second Amendment precedent. It could also be a calculated effort to evade a ruling by making the period of suspension so short that it becomes mute before any final decision is reached by a court." Democratic leaders have increasingly turned to a claim used successfully during the pandemic in declaring a health emergency to maximize unilateral authority of governors. There have also been calls to declare racism a public health emergency, support by groups like the American Public Health Association. Ridiculous. Transgender programs have also been declared a public health emergency by some groups. Uh, pardon me, I'm checking the time here of the recording. The motivation behind many of these calls is not to negate constitutional rights, but the question is whether such declarations allow governors discretion to suspend or curtail individual rights. As the list of claimed health emergencies grow, even state Democratic judges may begin to balk at the obvious end run around constitutional rights. As if assault on our Second Amendment isn't enough. And note, uh, Hagopian uses the word Democrat. And then, as I just read by um, uh, Turley, he's using Democratic. Um, there's, there's a difference as to why. Um, and the members of the Democrat Party are Democrats. Uh, they're not Democratic. Um, they, uh, anyway, but that, I, I don't think I made the proper association anyway. 
So uh, likely disregard what I just said. Okay, let's get back to Hagopi and what he's saying here. As if assault on our Second Amendment isn't enough, a federal court of appeals just ruled that the Biden regime violated our First Amendment as well. On Friday, September 8th, a judge panel on the New Orleans 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals determined, quote, okay, we're doing okay on time, so I'll continue. The White House, the FBI, Surgeon General, and Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, um, something that was key and instrumental back in 2016. It started me doing these shows and my uh, activism regarding what they were saying and their claims on the Zika virus and the pesticide being used. Uh, you can read that article on my website, intratrade.com. Okay, so here they are uh, mentioned in violation of the, um, uh, the First Amendment here with the Biden administration. Likely coerced or significantly encouraged social media platforms to moderate content and so doing likely violated the First Amendment. This out of the 5th U.S. Court of Appeals, New Orleans. Even New York Times admitted on Sunday, September 8th, the Federal Court of Appeals determined Biden administration likely violated the First Amendment, urging the major social media platforms to remove misleading or false content about COVID-19 practice, uh, pandemic. Hmm. I've been working with uh, a couple of different efforts the past couple of years, one of them being Jason's Fix uh, Social Media Foundation to uh, fight and curb the censorship by, by uh, big tech tyranny. And um, and I've, uh, I know that uh, Zach Voorhees, the former Google whistleblower, has been active in, in, uh, with uh, trying to create a new technology to help uh, curb this censorship from Google. Uh, his platform released within the past year called Blast.Video uh, has an effort, uh, creates an effort to do that. So uh, let me continue here. Hagopian. Yet much of what was removed as misleading or false content turned out to be truth. While the feds coerced social media giants to push the new now conformed, confirmed lies that the COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective and offer immunity from COVID. According to the same Times article, the judges wrote that the White House and Office of Surgeon General had coerced the platforms to make their moderation, decision, moderation decisions by way of intimidating messages and threats of adverse consequences and significantly encourage the platform's decisions by commandeering their decision-making process. Missouri and Louisiana attorneys, general, along with a conservative website owner and several individuals opposing Biden's COVID-19 policies, filed the case last year, insisting that government agencies and officials abused their authority, forcing Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube to silence critics of COVID policies. Judge Terry Doughty, Doughty, D-O-U-G-H-T-Y, of the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Louisiana issued a preliminary injunction on July 4th, agreeing with the plaintiffs, concluding the lawsuit allegations may be the most massive attack against free speech in the United States history. Amen. New Civil Liberties Alliance attorney Jenin Yunus, representing several of the plaintiffs, concurred. This might be the most significant First Amendment case in the, inter- uh, in the Internet age and is a crucial outcome for flourishing of free speech in an era when social media has become the modern public square. Well said. When the federal government imposes restrictions on America's First Amendment protections of a 
supposed free press dictating what can or cannot be printed or released by social media or news media, it clearly violates the U.S. Constitution as unlawful, unbridled censorship, depriving citizens of vital life-saving information. In effect, this constitutes a fascist criminal conspiracy to violate both our constitutional rights and humanitarian rights under the Nuremberg Code. Oh, well said, Joaquin. This unholy, incestuous union covertly entered into by the public government sector and the private corporate sector exposed by Twitter files and House Judiciary Committee hearings constitute pure, unadulterated fascism. Tragically, that's what the overreaching authoritarian U.S. government has diabolically morphed into today. Now, let me correct you there on uh, that one, Joaquim. Uh, let's just isolate it to the, uh, the, the socialists within the Democrat Party, which are currently controlling the Democrat Party. Let me just say that, because there's also socialists in the Republican Party as well, in my opinion. Uh, but, okay, eh, Crossbridge, like <laughs> Stu Peters has recently uh, adamantly uh, told me, which I understand, there is a uniparty. I get that, and that's why I point people to press further against the tyranny that is the Federal Reserve, folks. Follow the money. Okay, so, continuing, Joaquin Hogopian. Our upside-down world mislabeled and persecuted doctors and health experts who courageously told the truth about COVID-19, branding them guilty of misinformation, facing potential criminal prosecution, pervasively censored, smearing their reputations, term, determin, uh, excuse me, terminating their employment, and revoking their medical licenses, a la uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits, a toxicologist who's twice appeared on my show, Discussing Your Truth, uh, and using that word revolution, again, nonviolent, uh, has said the United States needs a revolution. Well, the United States is, in my opinion, in a revolution. Uh, again, I noted as being a cover, color revolution is, of course, not a not a violent revolution or const- a conventional revolution, and nor am I suggesting it should be in one. Again, uh, the uh, again, let me reiterate that physical aggression has no place. Okay, diplomacy, sitting down at a table, getting a contract, signed agreement. Uh, Get over it, people. You don't need physical aggression a la uh, violence. Not necessary. I'm not promoting it in any way whatsoever. It's not necessary. That's not what I mean by the use of the word revolution. Now, I didn't ask Judy to define what she meant as revolution. I'd let her speak. But that's what I'm saying. But I am saying again, there is a cover revolution happening in the United States as we speak. Let me again make it very clear. I'm not suggesting that the United States be in a violent revolution. I myself do not promote uh, uh, or tolerate violence. Uh, It's not necessary. Okay. While good doctors, oh boy, good doctors were punished so severely, Dr. Fauci, a Jesuit, and thousands of others in the medical establishment guilty of murder still remain unprosecuted and at large. Truth-tellers have since been fully vindicated by the mounting empirical evidence of the planned kill shot 
endangerment. While criminals in government, media, big pharma, and medicine are now publicly exposed as deceptive killers still making a false claims after causing death and injury to millions of uninformed victims, the criminality of willfully withholding life-saving information from the public renders these bad actors within government, media, big pharma, and health industry all guilty of a, of litany, of a litany of murderous crimes that are unprosecuted everywhere on earth. This ongoing global atrocity must change as Nuremberg trials await. Justice for both the victims and the perpetrators. I recently had uh, Chris Sky on my program. If you're not familiar with him and what he does, please uh, familiarize yourself uh, because he will be in London soon uh, talking about such things, I suspect. Besides COVID, other taboo topics that were government pressured for removal from all social media sites include disputing, disputing the rigged 2020 election, the origin of the Wuhan virus, and Hunter Biden's laptop crimes linking the entire Biden crime family to pedophilia, bribery, is a Biden a Catholic, yes, he is, uh, bribery and pay-to-play political influence peddling. And I uh, suggest you look at a book called Vote Scam by the Collier Brothers, written in South Florida, Miami. Uh, and uh, what they have done, written about 15 years ago, is that they show how IBM and uh, the mainstream media uh, colluded uh, after the death of John F. Kennedy to essentially rig all presidential elections. So meaning uh, LBJ, Carter, uh, Reagan, Bush's, uh, Obama, Clinton, whatever. These are, all, these are all basically appointed people to carry out the deep state's agenda. Mm-hmm. Yes. In the meantime, the Biden regime has weaponized its Department of Defense and the FBI to cover up Biden family crimes while flagrantly running roughshod over Americans' constitutional rights, especially those opposing brain-dead policies, starting with Trump. Entrenched deep state traitors are deliberately destroying our constitutional republic, replacing it with a totalitarian Marxist dictatorship not unlike the Soviet Union. Where does the stem, ladies and gentlemen? I just told you there is an alignment between the word communism and central bank. They are one in the same, and they root to the Bank of International Settlements of Sweden and or Switzerland, and the entity or the entities that control it. And all roads, folk, as folks, as the phrase goes, lead to Rome. And that's where I point you to begin your investigation. Enemies of Trump are now attempting to invoke a rarely, if ever, used obscure post-Civil War clause within the 14th Amendment that prohibits insurrectionists from holding office. Because Trump was certain he'd won the rigged 2020 election but was cheated, which is the absolute truth, says Hagopian. Democrats, desperate to hold on to their illegit, uh, illegit uh, power, engineered the J6 insurrection as their best shot to eliminate the GOP frontrunners. Kennedy as the deep state swamp's latest ploy to sabotage Trump's re-election. In twisted irony, the woke left accuses conservatives of subverting free speech when parents object to child porn, filth, proliferating to America's public education system. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely disgusting what's happening in the public education system. Attempting to remove it from primary school libraries and sex ed classes, including 
drag queen story hour in schools and uh, public libraries. I mean, can you weaken a person's identity, uh, developing identity any further? Vehement opposition to the left's enforced dictum, diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI, is viewed as a First Amendment violation and threat to academic freedom. Inversely, mandated DEI poses the actual real unconstitutional threat, which is wokeness, political correctness, proliferation of hate speech, and criminalized speech laws have all driven a stake in the heart of our First Amendment and freedom of expression. Though there is growing pushback in Texas, Florida, and other red states to end DEI movement. Thank you, Ron Santis. Are America's higher courts turning against the treasonous Biden regime's overt destruction of our Constitution and Republic? Recently displayed desperation by illegitimate White House occupiers and their state minions in the face of court decisions against them suggests this very possibility. Is this glimmer of judicial light, the road to justice, holding the treasonous murderers accountable for their planned fake pandemic slash kill shot holocaust? Time will tell, but growing public awareness and demand that justice be served through our court system is key. Joaquim Hagopian is a West Point graduate, former Army officer, ladies and gentlemen, and author of Don't Let the Bastards Get You Down, exposing a faulty U.S. military leadership system based on ticket punching by the seniority ladder, invariably weeding out the best and brightest, leaving mediocrity and other followers rising to the top as politician, bureaucrat, generals designated to lose every modern U.S. war by elite design. Uh, After the military, Joaquim earned a master's degree in clinical psychology and worked as a licensed therapist in the mental health field with abused youth and adolescents for more than a quarter century. In Los Angeles, he found himself battling the largest county child protective services in the nation within America's thoroughly broken and corrupt child welfare System. The experience in both the military and child welfare system prepared him well as a researcher and independent journalist, exposing the evils of Big Pharma and how the Rockefeller-controlled medical and psychiatric system inflict more harm than good. Case in point, the current diabolic pandemic hoax and genocide. As an independent journalist for the last decade, Joaquin Hacopian has written hundreds of articles for many news sites like Global Research, LootRockwell.com, and currently... JamesFetzer.org. As a published best-selling author on Amazon of a five-book volume series entitled Pedophilia and Empire, Satan, Sodomy, and the Deep State, his A through Z sourcebook series exposes the global pedophilia scourge is available free at pedoempire.org. Sounds Catholic to me. Uh, Joaquim also hosts the Revolution Radio weekly broadcast, Cabal Empire Exposed. Uh, every Friday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern, um, and he's giving you the idea, ID, which is Rev Radio, and he gives you the password, rocks, exclamation point. Okay, so uh, that is Joaquin, Joaquim, I call him Joaquim, uh, Joaquin, Joaquim, that is Joaquim's uh, latest article, and again, he's a former guest of mine on Discussions of Truth. Um, 
yes, the uh, again, the, the, the one main thing that I want listeners of mine to walk away from and quickly, if it's something that's new to you, it's immediately a conspiracy theory. But like I've titled my latest article on your news and submitted today in commemoration of 9-11 and uh, rest the souls of those that lost their lives in that tragedy, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the article is titled 9-11 Theology. Uh, I've mentioned all roads lead to Rome. And, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right. But what we do know are some fundamental basics. And so let's just kind of go back to 1775 and look at where Washington and Franklin got their resources to fund their Continental Army and their revolution against King George. Well, they got it from an unsuspecting source by most Americans, and that is the city of London, the Rothschild-controlled city of London. Have the Rothschild, have the Rothschilds controlled countries and global trade for awards uh, for centuries. They've done it by what is modernly known as, uh, relevantly modernly known as the Hegelian, Hegelian dialectic. You're controlling both sides of a conflict. You're creating a conflict. You're making division. Uh, you're financially uh, controlling the uh, the winner of that conflict. And that's exactly what is basically happening in the United States today. Um, and that is where people become very skeptical of either identifying themselves with a left or a right. And so I say, don't identify yourself with either one of the political parties, the main political parties. Identify yourself with the Constitution, the United States Constitution. Well, it just so happens that the left, if you will, as Joaquin refers to it, a fascist um, uh, regime, uh, the left has gravitated to these socialist values and policies the most, uh, which are most definitely un-American because the Mayflower sets sail essentially to run from not necessarily, in my view, the Church of England, but the controlling entity over the Church of England. So therefore we ask, yes, the Rothschild are controlling in large part, from my understanding, the city of London, but the city of London is not created by the Rothschild. The Rothschild have simply become money managers for those that do control the city of London. And those roots go back to Switzerland. And it just so happens as I wind down the last few seconds that it is the Swiss pontifical guard that guards the head of that banking state, and that is the Vatican. The Intrache for Discussion of Truth. Take what you will, but if nothing else, until next time, be awesome.